Hello and thank you for joining us for this uh, time in the Word today. Uh, and I've got it on my heart to look at some foundational truths, some very important things. But I want to encourage you, whether you're a new Christian or whether you've heard teaching before, whether you've been in church all your life, I want to encourage you to listen to this. Uh, because some of these truths, they're foundational, and yet many people have been going to church for years, and yet don't really haven't really got a hold of the reality of some of these things that I'm going to cover today. Now, a, a lot of times people become Christians, and they, they hear that Jesus paid the price for our sins. They, they, they hear, they, they, they might even see a gospel tract, which shows us that, that there was a gulf between God and man, and Jesus bridged that gap. And, and he closed the gap between us and God by paying the price for sin. And yet, so, so that's the message people come into Christianity on. And yet, once they become Christians, we seem to forget that and we preach them back under sin. We preach, we put, we, a lot of people feel like there's still a gap between them and God. They, 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 they still feel inadequate and unworthy. They still feel like maybe God is angry at them. Maybe God is upset with them. They, they still feel like they're caught up in, in an endless cycle of always being aware of their mistakes, always being aware of their sins, always being aware, uh, almost like there's something, there's still an issue between God and me. And, 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 and this becomes a trap. Some people, they, their whole Christian life is governed by this cloud of, of feeling like they're not good enough before God. Feeling like the problem's not fixed. Feeling like I have to do something to fix. And I have to make up for the shortfall of what Jesus did on the cross. I will tell you the reality today is that what Jesus did was enough. What Jesus did uh, sets us free and cleanses us. And, and we need to understand the reality of this. We need to begin to realize Many Christians, if you've been a Christian many years, we might still need to come to the place where, where the reality of the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus sets into us afresh. Even if you've been a, a Christian for 20 years. And, and like I said, it's because many, many, many times people have become Christians and yet they're still living under the constant guilt, the constant awareness of sin. And the constant feeling of inadequacy. And they, when they pray, they, they feel, well, maybe God's upset. Well, with me. I've heard Christians say, you know, I just feel like God's upset with me. And I feel like, you know, he's not answering my prayer because, because of what I did. And, and, I, you know, and they feel like they have to make up for it somehow. And, you know, some churches might even use the words, words like penance. And like what I've got to do to make up for it. Uh, and, and I've got to go through the punishment and I've got to go through paying the price for my mistakes. Friends, that's not the gospel. The gospel is that Jesus paid the price. The gospel is that he came to set us free from sin. He came to cleanse us from sin. He paid the price to bring us to a place, a life of freedom from constant guilt and from constant awareness, a life of freedom in God to where we can grow in God and not spend our entire lives feeling like there's a cloud around us or a trap around our feet. Now, you know, I don't know. This is something that I feel people really need to get a hold of. They need to begin to see, they need to begin to 
get a revelation of what was accomplished. Uh, what did Jesus achieve through his death, burial and resurrection and ascension into heaven? What did he do? The gospel is not meant to be a constant reminder of sin. Now, I'm going to cover some things over the next few days that will help you see this clearly. Each of these teachings is only 15 minutes. I don't get time to cover it all. But the gospel is not meant to be a constant reminder of sin. That's what happened under the Old Testament. They had a constant reminder of sin because they had the sacrifices over and over again. Jesus did one one sacrifice and he paid the price once and for all to set us free to set us free to wash and to cleanse us to bring us to the place where we can know what it is to live a life free from the constant guilt and cloud of sin over our lives now we need we need to begin to we need to preach the reality of cleansing from sin a bit more in church we need to preach the reality there is freedom in the gospel the gospel is powerful. It contains power to set people free from these things that no other thing on this earth contains the power to do. The blood of Jesus has the power to wash, has the power to cleanse, not to cleanse sin, but to cleanse the conscience and to cleanse the inner constant awareness of sin and guilt before God. We as Christians are not supposed to be living under a constant cloud of this thing. We're supposed to understand and get a revelation of the reality of the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. And there's a reality in this. Now, I want to read to you Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5. Revelation 1 and 5 says this. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us, washed us from our sins in his own blood. He washed us. Uh, some translations say freed us from sin. But actually, when you look up the original word, it has to do with washing and cleaning. It, it, and and, and, and the, actually, there's multiple words in the Greek that are used for cleansing and washing. Some of them simply mean to wash your hands, uh, or some of them talk about washing your clothes. The word used here is not just a partial washing. It's talking about a washing from head to toe, a complete cleansing. What did he, what did he wash us from? He washed us, completely cleansed us from our sins. Now, if he completely cleansed us, why are so many Christians still feeling dirty? If there is reality in the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus, why are we feeling dirty all the time? I believe it's because we have not really gotten a hold of this core truth of the gospel. And we're not preaching it at people. We're preaching people back under the sense of feeling dirty and the back under the sense of feeling guilty. The gospel, Jesus came to set us free. He came to set us free from sin, from the power of sin, from the stain and from the dirt of sin. And he came to bring us into a life of freedom where we are not feeling unworthy before God, but we understand we are the cleansed. We have been washed in the blood and we know what it is to live a washed, cleansed life. 
This is the power. This is the core, one of the core truths right at the heart of the gospel. And yet masses of Christians misunderstand this truth. And that's why they become Christians. And then they feel like they still have to do something to fix the problem. Maybe I must do something. No, if you could do something to fix the problem, you could have done it in the first place. And the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross was not necessary. The very reason he paid that price, the very reason he did what he did is because there's nothing we could do. That is real. That is not just, you know, the, the selling point of the gospel that once people come in, we then ignore that and we put them back under and say, now you've got to do it. No, Jesus did it. Now we must walk in the freedom and the reality of what he did, but he cleansed us. See, under the Old Testament, they used the word atonement, atonement for sin. They had the day of atonement. Now, the word atonement basically talks about covering, a covering for sin. In other words, sin was still there, but it was covered. The blood of animals, the blood of goats only covered sin. It atoned for sin. And you see that concept of covering all the way through the Old Testament, even when Adam and Eve in the garden, when they when they, when they did sin, what did they do? They made coverings for themselves. Why did they do that? Because they were aware of what was going on. They were aware that they were exposed and guilty and they, they felt they needed to do something themselves to cover. And, and, and man has always tried to do that. Man, many people, even if they try to be nice, they're aware something's wrong on the inside. And, 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 you know, and I'm talking before they receive Jesus, many religions, people are put under that awareness and, 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 and there's all kinds of things we try to do to, to cover sin in our lives. The power of the cross, the power of what Jesus did is that he provided a solution that nothing else has ever provided. He provided a real cleansing. Jesus' blood does not just cover sin and yet leave the blemish still on the inside of us. Jesus' blood cleanses us from sin. It washes us clean. And you can walk in that cleansing for the rest of your Christian life. You can understand what it is to be clean and washed before God. This constant sense of guilt, this constant sense of unworthiness and not being good enough, Where's that coming from? That is coming from a lack of understanding of the true power of the reality of what Jesus did on the cross. People haven't heard this truth. They haven't got a hold of it. And so they become Christians and they spend their whole Christian life thinking they have to do something to, 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 to become good enough before God. No, the blood of Jesus did it for us. There is washing. There is cleansing. Jesus did not simply cover sin. He washed it away. Now, if I had a stain, say, on a carpet, if I spilled something and had a stain on a carpet, you know, and, and I couldn't get that stain out myself because, you know, the soaps, I, I, struck, I couldn't get it out. I scrubbed it, but I'm, I'm just like, oh, my, my carpet's stained. Well, you know, I could put another carpet over that and I could cover the sin and other people could come in and they wouldn't be aware of the stain underneath. But inside me, I'd be aware of the fact that my carpet is still stained. Uh, even though it's covered, even though it, it, we've, we've got a nice little pretty carpet over it, I know that underneath there, there is still a stain. Uh, and, 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 and a stain that I can't get out. So I just live my life with it covered. 
Now, one day I find someone, one day someone who is a professional carpet cleaner says, I can get that stain out. I have the soap that will remove that stain. The, so it's powerful. And he comes and he cleans that carpet and he removes it so that it's gone. Now, if something is truly washed, then it is as if there was no stain there in the first place. If something is truly washed, then the stain is gone. Now, I don't know about you, but I've put clothes in the in the in the in the laundry before in the wash in the wash, and and, and you, you bring them out and you look and it's still got a stain on it. It didn't wash properly. Okay, that's not washed. What you well, you don't go out and wear this. You know, you got this nice white shirt with a big stain down here. So, well, I put it in the wash. You know, even though it's still got a stain on it. No, what do you do? You put it back in the wash. You find a stain remover, because if something is truly clean then the stain is gone. Now, that carpet again, if, if I find somebody who can wash that stain and remove it, then I don't need to cover it anymore. I don't, when guests come to my house, I don't need to hide and, and sit there with an awareness that there's a stain on my carpet. I can remove the cover because I don't need it anymore. Because when people look at it, they, re they, don't, they don't think, oh, there, there's such a stain on that carpet. They look at it and think, wow, what a beautiful carpet you have. And, and, and in your mind, you think it used to be stained. But now it's cleansed. It's been washed. And you don't even know there's a stain there anymore. That's the reality of the gospel. Jesus' blood is that powerful cleansing agent that does not just cover sin. There is reality to the message that Jesus paid the price for sin. And we as a church need to start, come back to that core truth of helping people to see the reality of cleansing, the reality of freedom from sin. We are not supposed to put people under constant guilt for sin in church. We are supposed to direct them to the work that Jesus did to help them come to a place of understanding what it is to live a life in freedom from sin and cleansed from it. Now, there's more that I could say and there's more that I want to say. I'm going to read for you just one, one more verse here. And I'm going to continue on some of these things tomorrow because there are too many Christians that are just constantly aware of, constantly feeling inadequate. Jesus is the answer. That's not just a theory. That's just not, not just, we don't just preach to Jesus, Jesus, uh, sorry, preach to people that Jesus is the answer, but then act like he's not the answer and we still have to fix the problem. That's actually what's going on a lot of the time with Christians. We say, oh, Jesus is the answer. He paid the price. And then we live our lives as if we still have to fix the problem. We go to, we, we, and we feel inadequate. No, there is reality. The power of the truth of the gospel is that he really did cleanse us. He really did set you free. And he really did remove that stain, that blemish, that guilt on the inside of you. So that you can live your life not feeling like you're still under that guilt anymore. But you can understand what it is to have a life and a relationship with God where the stain of sin has been removed. Let me read what John the Baptist said John, in John chapter 1 and then we'll close. John chapter 1 and verse 29. When John the Baptist saw Jesus, it says this, John 1, 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Takes it away. Now, that was a new message there because 
those Jews that John the Baptist was preaching to were not used to sin being taken away. They were used to being sin atoned for. That's all they knew. They only knew the power of the Old Testament to cover sin. Somehow in the church, we still think we're under the blood of animals and goats that could only, we, we call it the blood of Jesus. We act like it's only covering our sin and we're still stained and we're still sinners. I'm sorry, I'm washed. I'm cleansed. I have been set free and so have you. Get a hold of the reality of this and let's begin to realize what it is to live the washed and cleansed life before God and the freedom. Jesus came to take away the sin of the world. He did not come to put you back under the guilt and the condemnation of it and to trap you and make you live in a Christian life constantly feeling inadequacy. He came to remove it, to cleanse us and to set us free. Now, Father God, I just pray that you will open people's eyes to this truth. Even if we've been Christians a long time, help us to see, help us to understand cleansing from sin. You did not call the church to preach sin. You called the church to preach the gospel, the gospel. And the gospel does not put people under constant guilt of sin. The gospel brings freedom from and cleansing from. The gospel is the power of God to salvation. And I give you the glory for that, Lord God. I thank you. You did what we couldn't do. And even as a Christian, you, you, what you did is what we still can't do by ourselves. Only you cleanse. And the blood of Jesus washes. And I appreciate and I thank you that you have washed us and cleansed us. And you have taken that stain away. We give you the glory for that in Jesus' name. Amen.